Welcome to the Nuts and Noteworthy, the podcast where we discuss all things mental health. For today's episode, this is about why asking for help is a strength and not a weakness. I'm your host, Rain, and I'm so excited to share my personal experiences and even offer strategies for overcoming the stigma around seeking help. As someone who grew up in a strict Filipino household, I know what it feels like to feel the great pressure of high expectations. You know, here in the Philippines, it's part of the culture that the eldest, you should be like this, be like that, you know. And at the same time, when you're when you're a female and the eldest of the eldest in the family, you know, you need to be almost perfect, like the idea of almost perfect. You need to be able to do this, do that, be able to cope up with everything that's been given to you, you know, learn everything easily, that pressure. My parents had lots of hopes and dreams for me when I was young, and I always felt like I was falling short. (laughs) But it wasn't until my parents separated that I became the next in line to help my father in raising my siblings. And again, it's part of the culture. When when something unfortunate, uh, you know, an unfortunate event happens in a family, it's always the eldest child to be the next in line to take care of the siblings and support the remaining parent. That happened to me in the year 2014. 2014 was supposed to be a uh, triumphant or, you know, a winning moment for me because I was able to graduate from college on time. And I landed a job right after I graduated. But unfortunately, yeah, my parents got separated the same year. The same year I graduated and experienced this wonderful things. So... After a joyous moment, here comes a tragic moment. So that really took a big toll on me as a person. But at that time, I didn't mind that. The thing that I'm only focused at that time is my sibling, is my father and my siblings. I need to be a pillar of strength with everyone because I've seen like my father was depressed for a couple of months and my siblings they're still studying at that time. Uh, one of them are st- is still studying at the moment right now. But at that time, they were there are two who are studying. One is in college and then one is in elementary. So when my parents separated, their studies got really affected. And seeing everybody suffer like that, I thought, I thought to myself, I need to stay strong. I need to stand up. I need to, I need to provide for the family, for the remaining ones. Be strong for everybody. It was a lot of responsibility for a young person like me. I was 19 at that time. But even if that happened, you know, I just let it go. I just went right through the storm myself. These early experiences left me with 
deep-seated feelings of inadequacy and fear of failure. At that moment, because I'm the only one whom I can think who can help us, I'm the only one who has the strength, you know, to support everyone. And nobody's there. I found it hard to ask for help because I didn't want to be a burden or admit that I couldn't handle everything on my own. It took me years, but eventually these feelings contributed actually to my bipolar disorder. And it made it even harder for asking help. Actually, it's common for people to feel like asking for help, like it's a sign of weakness. But in reality, it takes great strength and courage to admit when we need support. So for this episode, let us expand the idea of the power of asking for help. And let's, you know, deep dive into it. That's what we're going I'm going to do today in this podcast episode. Let's talk about some of the common barriers that prevent people from asking for help. Fear of judgment, shame, And feeling like a burden are just some of the most common reasons people struggle with asking for help. I know, I know that feeling. I've been there, done that plenty of times. You know, those moments that you want to ask for help, but suddenly you stop yourself because these fears, these negative thoughts suddenly surfaces. You know, you don't want to be judged. You feel... Like, you don't want to be a burden to anyone because you don't want them to have extra baggage in their lives because you know that they're going through a lot too. Also, you fear that you might get shamed. I know how that feels. I have lots of moments wherein I was judged, I was shamed, and most especially, I don't want to feel like a burden to anyone else. It's hard. It's tough. I know it can be hard to overcome these feelings, but as time goes by, I learned some strategies that I am implementing right now in my life, which might actually help you in your mental health journey. So I will share them to you right now because, you know, little did we know, maybe it might be able to help you in your journey. The first thing that I do whenever like I want to ask for help and I don't want these negative thoughts stopping me from doing so. What I do is I reframe my thoughts. Because guys, reframing your thoughts can be a big help for you to be able to be vocal on what you're going through and be able to, you know, you, you be able to communicate and ask for help. So what you need to do here is instead of thinking of asking for help as a weakness, think of it as a sign of strength and resilience. Why? Because 
you know, when you feel down or very low in your life, you're stuck in the darkness, right? Every one of us who goes through the same thing, we know how hard it is to be stuck in that situation. But the moment you get up and then gather up, gather up enough enough strength to pull yourself out of that darkness, it requires great amount of strength and power to pull yourself out of that. Be able to go to the surface and then wave yourself wave your hand to anyone out there and then ask for help. That requires strength and you should be proud of yourself about that. That is how you reframe your thoughts. Another strategy that worked for me is to have a support system. Seek support from your trusted loved ones and friends. And for this part, actually, I want to say a huge thank you for those people who stayed with me in my darkest moments. You guys are so amazing because I came to a point like I want to cut off many people in my life, but these people stayed and instead joined me in my journey to being better. I'm still in that journey right now. I'm still getting better, but I am much better than before. But anyways, Another another thing that I want to highlight when it comes to seeking support is this is in, when it comes to my journey. I want to say thank you, most especially to my husband, because without him, I won't be having this courage within my heart, within myself, to be able to be vocal and, you know, say that, hey, I need help. I can't do this alone. He's the one who turned my life 360 degrees and helped me in realizing that I'm never alone. I am not alone. It's okay to ask for help and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. And so, yeah, I would like to thank my husband for it. Thank you so much, Mahal. Now, going back to the strategies that uh, I'm sharing to you on you know, being able to have that power inside of you to ask for help. Another another strategy that I want to recommend is, I know this one, uh, a lot of people here in the Philippines is not yet open about it, but I think it's about time because mental health issues is getting quite bigger here. So, my friend, if it's okay with you, I think, and no, it's not just I think. It's okay to ask for help from prof- professionals. If you already need it and you can feel it like there's something wrong within you, seek for mental health professionals' help. It's okay. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. Don't be afraid of those people who will like judge you. That, you know, I know because I've been in those moments plenty of times. Like, like for example, my first diagnosis is I am, uh, I'm a depressed person. You <laughs> know, I, I have depression. I ha- I was first diagnosed as a person with major depressive disorder, and those times, like whenever I buy my medicine, like um, 
people, uh, you know, people in line will be like looking uh, at the medicine that I'm um, I'm taking, and then they will be finding up, and then or even from a prescription, some of them will be so nosy, and then look at my prescription, and then say, oh, you seek you seek psychiatric help, you you know, you have a psychiatrist, you you do those things, you don't look like one. You know, they say, you don't look like you have you have anything going on with with your brain. You know, and and they say like uh, one one example is one old lady said at that time that you know you don't look like one. And what's your what's your diagnosis? I told them at that time. I I told her at that time that my diagnosis was major depressive disorder, and. In layman's term, it's depression. And she just said, oh, no, sweetie, you know, you don't need that much, you know, you don't need to spend money on that. It's fine. You're just sad. You're just sad. Or, you know what? Go to the church. Pray a lot. Pray for God's help. It's not a... It's it's actually a, she has actually a sweet voice, and I commend her for that. But for me at that moment, the advice is not good. I know, um, I know that like seeking for God's help is okay. It might actually help in the part of having therapy like that. But when it comes to moments that prayer doesn't help anymore, medicine is really needed. So. For everyone who's listening right now, if you see a person seeking help, you know, with psychiatrists or going to going through psych uh, psychological therapies like that, um, I I hope you guys to be open, you know, be open to those to these people because depression or any other uh, mental health disorders that's happening, it's real. It's not just in the head. It's not just you're sad. It's more than that. It's a chemical imbalance and it needs to be medicated. It needs medication. So, yeah, I just want more people to be open to the idea of, you know, being able to be embracing these people going through mental health conditions. Um, going anyways going back fast forward today uh, no, no not today last year i was already diagnosed um i i got a second opinion and i got diagnosed this is my final diagnosis and my final diagnosis right now is i am bipolar that's actually the thing that's going on in my life uh, for several years which i you know uh, i missed that was a misdiagnosis that i was um uh, uh, I I was a, a depressed person like with MDD. No, that was wrong, because as time goes by, my depression keep keeps on repeating and repeating, repeating, and then I have patterns as well that I have manic episodes. Seriously, so uh, in my second opinion, it was finally, um, finally. Uh, determine that I am bipolar. So, unlike depression, uh, which is like depression, um, depression can be 
what you call this, uh, can be treated for a couple of months, you know, three months or six months, it can, it can be treated. But when it comes to bipolar disorder, there's no cure for it yet. But it can be, um, it can be controlled. So that is what's happening to me right now. And it's actually making me feel normal most of the days. So yeah, it helps me a lot. And, you know, seeking professional help, having a psychiatrist helps me a lot in so many ways. It makes me feel normal. It makes me feel human. Because when you have bipolar, you have this manic episodes and you have depressive episodes. So it's like a roller coaster ride, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. That's what's going on with me. And there will be days as well that both of these episodes happen at the same time. And that is the hardest, you know, because it was, the feeling was like, it's playing with me. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do at that time. That was the, that's the dangerous part. So the medication that I've, I've been put through, that helps me to be better, keeps my emotions regulated, and makes me feel human. Yeah. So it helps. So for you, my friend, if you feel like something is wrong with you, you know, just like when you're sick with colds or flu or you're sick for days with high fever, you go to a doctor, right? So on times like this, when you feel like something's not right with your brain, with your mental health, go seek professional help as soon as possible. Get an advice from them because just like any other parts of your body, you should be taking care of your brain as well, right? That is one great thing that you can do for yourself. So yeah, th- those are the strategies that I've been doing in this in the entire journey of mine. I know it's hard to implement it, <laughs> you know, at first. I know, I've been there. It's hard to implement it at first, but... As time goes by, you will be able to adapt and be able to, you know, uh, be able to easily grasp the idea of these strategies. And it will just come easily, come naturally with you. And it will help you in your journey. Research and statistics show that asking for help can have a positive impact on our mental health. I believe that it's important to prioritize our mental well-being and seek support when we need it. There are resources and tools available to help us learn more about mental health and access support. We can start by, you know, being open to the idea of asking for help and encouraging those around us to do the same. So my friend, if you're struggling with asking for help, I just want to, you know, freshen up your memory of what we've uh, tackled earlier. There are practical tips and strategies that can help you. Uh, Going back, you know, one of the things is finding a therapist or a counselor 
which can be a great step towards getting the support you need you know a, not just a therapist even like professional mental health even a psychiatrist if it if it's really needed you know it's a great step towards getting the support you need there are also online resources and helplines available if you're not ready to seek to speak to someone in person we have we have a helpline here in the philippines i, I used to call that um, years before but plenty of times when i have you know sorry for the word i have suicidal tendencies suicidal episodes like that i used to call them a lot um i haven't used that line for almost two years now so let me search that again and i will share them to you so yeah there there are also online resource resources and helplines available if you're not ready to speak to someone in person and also building a support network of trusted friends and family you know your loved ones members that can help you you know with your mental health journey remember you don't have to do this alone you are never alone you should always be open to the idea of being vulnerable there is power in asking for help Thank you for listening to Nuts and Noteworthy. Remember to prioritize your mental health and don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Join me again next time for another episode on mental health.